0: hey hey! what do you say what have you been reading today welcome to the recap book chat we are so
1: glad that you're here as we unpack and share ideas from our book stack and as Gary Paulson said remember the book needs you let's dive in
0: Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're here. Um, we are excited. We just finished *The Engineer's Wife* by Tracy Wood. Is it Anderson? Tracy Anderson yes. Wood. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was published in uh, 2020, actually. And, Pretty new. Uh, and it's her debut.
1: Her debut uh, novel. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. I, I know I'm that. My super friend. Impressed. It's kind of funny because we read Mrs. John Astor, you know, the second Mrs. John Astor, which was given to me by Kim Cowan for my birthday this year. And then this one was given to me by my for my birthday by Kim Cowan last year. And it sat on the shelf a year.
0: So we, we had a Kim Cowan uh, book <laughs> gift.
1: <laughs> yeah, Marathon. it was the month of yeah so you know just cuz you and i and i don't know cuz i thought it was intriguing from the beginning but i'm i just pushed I, it was on the shelf and i just forgot it but i was really glad to to read it because what a what a read mm. oh my goodness historical fiction is just amazing
0: it really is i was blown away i'm so grateful to kim and to you for suggesting this book because i mean i had no appreciation of the brooklyn bridge before this book so
1: yeah, well, I don't know if we, we we count, we don't know, the. we would be more grateful if we knew, it's just like an unbroken, We people would be more grateful to soldiers if they knew what they went through, you know, You're that's right. why her book was so phenomenal, this book, you when you learn 27 people died building this bridge, mm. I mean, she put 11 years of her life into this bridge, you know. And how many more people lived with disability because of it, like, well, oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the casein disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was the first one that they realized what it was. So explain what that is. Explain what that is. Well, I looked that up because I was kind of curious. And, it, you know, to work down under the water, they have to have a, like a, they have to have a pressurized thing. They call it a box. Of course, at that time, I guess it was wooden. But they put you down there. It's decompressed. And then when you come back up is when they have the problem. And 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 she said in the book why do it why does it bother some people more than others like it paralyzed him and he mm-hmm. just was debilitated yeah I mean, he could not it even said at the end when when they opened the bridge that uh Chester A. Arthur went to the grand opening and Wash wasn't there Washington was uh Emily's husband which I like that his name was Wash I thought that was kind of cool yeah but which is he pro- might have been named after George Washington probably but uh oh, sticking to Chester A. Arthur, which I don't know anything about the man politically, but I thought this was nice because uh he couldn't be at the opening, so he went to wash his house. Wow. Because he was paralyzed, you know. And um And weird things, like his he couldn't his skin hurt him, like
0: he couldn't have people touch him. Yeah. For and for then his vision went. Yeah.
1: I mean, and I'm I just, don't know why it would bother him and then not others. I, I I'm not I'm not sure. I because some of them, it really, really. I mean, I, I don't know. It's but weird. You have the de- maybe it's the compressed air could have been it. I don't know, but it's very dangerous. Yeah, and who would have? I never would have thought that. I, I had no clue that that was even a thing. That's why I put that quote up there. We must not be paralyzed by fear. Risk must be taken for progress to occur, and if you keep your head in the clouds, you don't realize that. There has been a lot of people paid a price for our conveniences today. Yes. But we don't know that. I know. Even his dad, while conducting the last measuring across the East River Ferry, his foot was crushed. Then they had to amputate it. And um, then he he died of tetanus. That was John Roebling. If you look up Brooklyn Bridge, he comes up.
0: Because because he was a
1: designer. And he's the heart behind it. He's the one yes. that
0: initially envisioned it, designed it, and and wanted that so badly.
1: And I think they don't even know how it worked because there wasn't the aerodynamics and all that. But he was a gifted designer. And he said, if you remember in the book, she put it in there. And in real life, he said, it's going to be six times stronger than it needs to be. So, and this is the first bridge that had the wire that he he, he thought of he thought that up wow so yeah he was you know amazing i'm curious if they've like i'm sure they've had to do
0: renovations in modern times but i'm just curious you know like as far as just the basic integrity of
1: it all how that has held up i don't know but i'm just curious but Yeah, I wish I had known this book, because in third grade, uh, we had a story called Pops Bridge by Eve Bunting, and it's all about the um, Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm telling you, the kids were fascinated by that. There Mm. is something about connecting two pieces of land across water. That's fascinating. And people died in that bridge, too. But since this was the first steel wire suspension bridge in the world, I mean, think how many bridges wouldn't have been built without this one. Yes.
0: Yes. And that's what is fascinating too—that he was such a great designer, but also almost an inventor too. You know, to mm-hmm. do something that had, that was
1: unprecedented is um, fascinating. And this book to go back in time where women couldn't wear pants, where her husband, yeah. when he was when he was incapacitated because of the case on disease he stay. he made her bloomers after emily was her name emily bloomer or what was her something Something yeah something like that and uh so she could get around because the dresses were actually hazardous
0: i mean i was blown away by that fact like i knew i knew that that during that time women couldn't vote i did not know that women could be arrested for impersonating a man if they were dressed in men's clothing but and you think about the functionality of it
1: yeah i never Mm -hmm. thought that like about you know about you never thought that because the book lends lends itself to let's keep these women in dresses because that's like shackles, yes, that's their shackles and that will keep them in their place. They're supposed to look pretty and look good, but not do stuff. And uh, she didn't let it stop her. And but Wash, in his own way, did did um support her. You know, I, I mean, he really was. I feel like as a man, you have to be pretty secure.
0: To be able to do that and from the get-go he was very supportive of her kind of stepping outside those um, society's boundaries there you know well, which is and he was like kind of a really man's man so you would think he would almost be like uh no you need to stay in your place but he was he he kind of let her you know run wild a little
1: bit <laughs> yeah he did he so. he well he married her and I think her brother, was her senior by quite a bit i think he wanted wash and her to get together he thought wash would tame her but Mm -hmm. wash didn't yeah because he he let her be herself and um so and and they had a lot of struggles because anytime you have health issues for 11 years yes you're gonna have some struggles for sure And the fact that she and you you were we were talking about that because she had a baby And that baby for 11 years had a nanny and, you know, because she she was at the bridge or running back and forth from home to the bridge. And uh, I mean, the pressures and everything. I was just like, I liked one quote from Emily. She said, alas, oh, she didn't say this out loud. She's thinking it. Alas, wisdom is often gained after we first have need of it. And I thought, yeah,
0: that's good.
1: And then Wash said, there's no guarantee of safety in anything in this life. So they're dealing with so much. Um, And her, uh, you know, the quotes from, you know, she had this burden that she was carrying from childhood. It was a Mm -hmm. heavy burden uh, that she and her brother and her little sister had been off. And I, I don't know if that would be a plot giveaway or not, but she's she's carrying this um burden all through her life and so she has a fear of water so it's kind of weird that she would have to be dealing with a bridge yes that's true
0: it was kind of i think there was i think that was kind of a a way for her to heal from that too almost like yes Mm -hmm. through the process of it you know sometimes we have to go
1: through it again like you know we talked about last week about uh, uh how hard that would be for uh, to louie to relay all this go back to the war and tell laura hildebrand all that but yet that might have been healing for him it could have been that could have been a healing process out. you're right yeah.
0: i didn't think about that it could have been and how
1: often do we have such a captive listener and so this right here was her healing process mhm and, uh, it, it was just, uh, um, I, I'm not kidding you. I, I, I learned so much and you have to, uh, you, you I, of course I'm curious, you know, and, and mm-hmm. she was curious too, cause you have to applaud her. So when they got married, they were newlyweds and then, you know, he's working for his dad. So I never, you really never knew if it was his dream or, or, or his dad's dream. Really? You know, I think it's his dad's dream. You know, I, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. But her dream was not that. But when she got married, uh, she she was her own person. But I, did you notice what she did? She read books about bridges. She studied bridges. She studied the math. She did all this stuff so she could talk to her husband. Yeah. And I was like, well, how many people do that today? I mean, I, I don't. I, Bob likes uh, cars and stuff. like. I haven't read engine books so I can talk to him about them. Though. Yeah. I haven't done that. I know. I think, I mean, that's, I think that's important, and we probably should do that. But more, I think but, this goes I mean, a little bit, she was gifted in the mathematical realm more than, w- women weren't even supposed to know how to do that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, they called her all sorts of names, and, like, she really had, like, it, it her reputation for a while was shot just because she was, like, you know, doing, like, the what a man should do for no yeah. other reason than that. That was that was seen as highly uh, vulgar, which I didn't realize that at the time.
1: Well, and she was getting it from both sides because, okay, you've got the women's suffrage over here, which she was active in. But mm-hmm. then when she started working on the bridge, they said, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So those people didn't like her because they felt she was deserting them. And then she goes over there in a man's world. <laughs> well, they don't like her because she can do a man's job. And, you know, she knows a lot more than she's supposed to know. She's not a messenger girl. Yeah. Like, th- she was just supposed to take Wash's deal and go back and forth. But that wouldn't work unless she understood what was going on.
0: No. Yeah. They, she, the bridge would not have been completed without her, basically. That's right. She, she was the, the driving force. Um, she was the finisher. And, you know, she had to, fin- like, and yeah, like, the, the what I was just blown away. By all the things that she had to do, you know, I mean, it was incredible
1: because really her said, husband got
0: sick early on.
1: Yeah, that 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 K-Sons disease disease uh, debilitated him. And every time he'd try to go back, it just, you know, he, he I don't know if he didn't give himself enough time or he was just, you know, I don't know why, but you know, there's other people still working down there in it, which she mm-hmm. couldn't understand that. But, uh, It's funny to me that, not funny, I always say it's funny, but I loved what the author did in the back, because she tells you what is real and what's not, because she throws this little attraction with P.T. Barnum. Well, now, if anybody looks up a picture of P.T. Barnum, (laughs) and then you see Wash uh, Roebling, you'll say, uh, yeah, but I know, you know, he's not Hugh Jackman, okay, P.T. Barnum looked nothing like Hugh Jackman at all, I mean. I think P.T. Barnum's dog probably looked better than, although I mean, I
0: mean Hugh Jackman looks better than people. It P. was P. more of an emotional connection, though, yeah. than physical. Well, she
1: admired him for his showmanship. Yes, on her part, but with him, I think it was physical.
0: I think he was like, oh, I'm Hello. sure, I'm sure, yeah. If that but, was true, but I mean, she, the author,
1: which I did love that at the back
0: that she she alluded, uh, or, or I mean she alluded to that, but she said there was. There was some evidence that that could have possibly been a thing, um, but nothing substantiated. Uh, so, I, but I love that she she really spelled out in the back of the book what was fiction and what was not. What she, you
1: know, like so, there's another there's another children's picture book and it's called Twenty One uh, Elephants. And in that book, it, it's all a picture book about P. T. Barnum leading the elephants across the bridge. Well, that happened like in 1884 well the bridge was finished in 1883 so and she tells you that because in the book it happens right then but in real life it was a year later because rumors were spread so when it opened everybody was going across it and then they spread rumors that it was going to collapse and like 12 people died in the stampede trying to get off it but so a year later then pt barnum does his 21 elephants thing the jumbo the elephant and all that go across but and but I guess that the first the
0: rumors cross... probably go ahead. I was just going to throw in those rumors were probably going because there was a bridge around that time in Ohio or
1: Cincinnati that did collapse. Right. Well, you know how fear is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I did find out that the first person to cross the bridge was Emily, which was cool. That is cool. She should have yeah. been. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a beautiful uh, piece of um, craftsmanship, actually from the very beginning her her um mother you don't know if her mother likes wash or not but then you find out her mother has had her own struggles and i think that's pretty cool in this book like her brother has her has his struggles he's struggling with uh, because of the military thing mm-hmm. was it grant and sherman are saying he didn't do something that he should have done in the war yeah so and and she is really close with her brother so it's it's um it lets us know that everybody has some kind of struggle mm-hmm. and i i'm she she's torn she's torn throughout the whole book she's just like do I, do I go here do i go there you know what what do i do but she stays focused on the bridge
0: uh yes too i, I, I it's just incredible it's the, the everything that she had to learn and endure and go through like i mean i had no no idea no idea and then on top of that on top of just the just the physical struggles of building the bridge like against just nature right against mm -hmm. those physical struggles on top of that you have politicians and
1: you have people
0: that are coming at you trying to kill the project too
1: corrupt politicians yeah awesome boss weed or sneed or whatever yeah i did have okay so The author is so gifted because I wrote this down. Wash fell asleep with his paper wives.
0: Yes, I remember that. Good, very good, very descriptive.
1: Yes, and then this, and then she could be funny because it says, "I must find where you have placed your sense of humor, (laughs) because you know we must find where it's at because you don't have it now." But yeah, and then uh, I think. And I'm not a fan of PT, but I did like this quote from him. When I can control what people think, I shall truly be able to perform magic. Yes. I think it resonated with Emily because she really didn't care what people thought. Mm -hmm. And that bothered Wash a little bit because she was seen with PT. They went and they would go to the horse races or they would go places publicly. But she wanted to keep it public. I I get her point. uh, But he's thinking what people, what are people thinking? What are they? And so, and he just sits on that and that festers and festers, you know, that's the climax at the end. It's worth the read just to get to the climax. So when you say you don't like PT or you're not a fan, are you saying you just don't like the character
0: that was portrayed in the book of PT or the actual person of PT that you've researched?
1: Well, I I have a, a, it's not really a kill. I got it for my class, but it was a little bit hard for them, but he was um, a shyster, kind of. He would say things that weren't true and people, okay. you know. Yeah, he was an unsavory character. Really? But he yeah. was very flashy and um, people were drawn to him. But, you know, he, he wasn't honest. Okay. And, and you know, you're taking people. I pay a nickel to see the so-and-so, so you know, if he tells you that it's a fish boy or whatever. You know, it's not it's not it's a you know he was fake he was fake now his he he may have uh you know because even in the book of the 21 elephants that looks like he is helping the bridge project mm-hmm. you know the bridge is safe but really he's doing it to promote himself
0: yeah it was a win-win
1: <laughs> yeah but but to his credit he he was not uh afraid of the bigwigs like you said the corrupt politicians who were trying to control new york that still is going on today uh it you know he wasn't afraid he's like in your face you know he doesn't well care. you what was the book you connected with
0: boss tweed at the same time you said there was another book a, a children's book
1: yeah that was waterhouse uh and i can't remember his last name and i have no idea where that book is but it was waterhouse uh and that that's a weird name but his name was waterhouse and he was the one that's responsible for what we think dinosaurs look like and cuz he was in london and he came to america new york city and he was building these dinosaurs uh, bones you know that he'd collected and everything and that was all destroyed and that was the evil guy the boss guy and mm-hmm. and underneath central park they said are these dinosaur bones that were smashed wow yeah cuz they didn't they didn't want him there and but and it's all about power and control yes yeah power control and um let's see i had another one here that said uh her mother said this one we grow too we grow too soon old and too late smart <laughs> it's kind of choppy but i like it yeah
0: it's it's true
1: and then at the beginning, when they were so much in love, and they were—I think they were on a train or something—and and Emily's like, "No, this isn't proper. This isn't proper." They had—I think it was their honeymoon or something. And you know, this is a one from Wash, the young Wash before he got the casein disease. He said, "A little trouble in getting something adds to the zest of it." <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and the cool word I, I liked was schadenfreude. Ooh, Chaudenfroidé. Um, yeah, and it means pleasure derives from the misfortunes of others. And that, <laughs> Emily said that, uh, yeah, that's S-C-H-A-D-E-N-F-R-E-U-D-E. Isn't that a mouthful? It is. I loved it. Chauden Freude means she was happy that these other girls were getting in trouble for uh, like wearing bloomers or something. So finally the limelight was off her. So she said, she, <laughs> she experienced a little bit of Chauden Freude. And I said, I remember you smiling when your brother got a spanky. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. you know, Kate's mm-hmm. been doing this Shawden Day thing for a long time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I would get a like, oh. yeah.
1: Well, I said, you're supposed to be on his side. I get a spanking for smiling. I mean, that's the childhood I had, you know. (laughs) And all throughout it, and I couldn't go through all of them, but I would underline her similes that she had, because, you know, I'm a simile person, but one that I wrote down was, wax and wane like the phases of the moon. And I just thought, oh, I mean, she just is really um, smooth. I mean, brilliant. Really, I mean, I,
0: I, I was really shocked to find out that that was her debut novel. She she was a screenwriter, though. I think she's written some plays and stuff
1: like that. This would be a movie. This would be an awesome movie. It would be phenomenal. Phenomenal. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, this is another simile. Uh, The stares and laughter of the workers rolled off me like gnats in a windstorm. I mean, all Mm -hmm. throughout the book. Just, you know, it was such a, you know, thrilling, thrilling read. So
0: what would you say would be your main takeaway i guess or, or something that
1: surprised you or well as you you say we like to read about people that have grit and mm-hmm. in this book if you look deeply you will see that she had grit and it is about her but her husband had grit too in a different way it's hard to be sick and have grit hmm and to keep on keeping on and do what you can. So, you know, she's doing what, she's doing strange and fear, fearful things, you know, and he's doing, he's sowing her bloomers. So I think, uh, you yeah, I think Helen Keller had a quote that said, we cannot do everything. Everyone cannot do everything, but everyone can do something. Yes. And, and see, so you, you know, you've heard the one bloom where you're planted. She was put in a role of doing things she didn't even know what she was doing. And she had to study and read to keep up but he had to actually go down in status and he's folding. I mean, he said he loves folding up the clothes and doing things like that. And I'm because that's what he can do. Yes. And and I think sometimes we, you know, I have a friend and that's what she said. She loves housework. I'm trying to, I, I wish I was like her, but she says she loves housework because it's mindless work. And, but you feel accomplished. And I, and, uh, when I do, you know, when you're washing the dishes or anything, really, you can think about other things. And then when you're done, you say, oh, yeah, I think that's what Wash was doing. He's like, I can't get out of bed. I can't get out of the apartment, but I can fix Emily's some bloomers. I can wash the clothes. I can fold them. I can do something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's down. She's she went. I mean, I can believe where I can believe her. She was like when she just would go in there and she was so kind I mean, it, it has these people. She, she like, empathize really well. Yes. She, remember the guy that just, he was so mean to her because he had lost people in a bridge incident, remember? Yes, I mean? that's why he didn't want the bridge. And she figured out, I mean, she kind of figured it all out, but she stood up to these people. Yes, but you're right. She
0: did, she was able to empathize even with her enemies.
1: So, People that were sabotaging her, even, and you know, um, I think that I think it was Wash that said, "There's no guarantee of safety in anything in this life," and um, that connects with that Princess Bride quote. You know, uh, this life is filled with trouble, and anybody that tells you anything different is selling something. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking, I think today we're wanting kids to see life as all sunshine and roses. But Mm -hmm. really to get grit, you're going to have to have something, you're going to, you're going to have to fall off that bicycle and skin some knees and get back on instead of nowadays, you know, you just don't even want them to fall. Mm -hmm. But by falling, that's why I wanted to stay on so bad. (laughs) Yeah. That was my motivation. It's, it's that whole concept of embracing the pain
0: too. Like not being afraid of pain. Like and what we were reading about was it was generation that generation of people they weren't afraid of pain, I mean even the workers that were I mean this is a dangerous job people are dying but they still they were begging to keep their job they didn't want to lose their job even though it was a very uh dangerous job you know so it's it, and anyway she she does
1: that she embraces the pain really of the whole situation. I mean, That is so well put. Yeah, I think because I'm just was reading here about Harriet Tubman and they said she never let anything stop her from making a trip. And and this is a reason just the whole Harriet Tubman thing tells me why. And I told my class this week, read widely. Don't read one book about something because one book we read said 300 slaves. Another book said 70 slaves. She led to freedom. I mean, and another book said really? she helped three. Yeah, that's a big discrepancy. That's a really big discrepancy. But in one of them, it said she had an abscess tooth. And she just couldn't take the pain. She used her gun. She always carried a gun. She knocked her teeth out so she could keep going. Oh,
0: my Landa. And when,
1: when she was, finally, she had, she had came back, you know, repeatedly. But she did have brain surgery because she had been hit with a weight. And one book says somewhat the man threw it at her. That's not true because many times I've read... It was thrown at an escaping slave, and she was in the way. It hit her in the head, and it caused her to have narcolepsy and migraines. Well, after all her trips back and forth, back and forth, uh, she had brain surgery, and she didn't want to be knocked out, so she bit down on a bullet during the surgery. Brain surgery. Wow. I'm just like, oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: Uh, amazing. But I'm yeah. thinking, you're right. She, embraced, she had learned to embrace the pain. Yes. Because, you know, we're going to get, and ironically, sometimes you have to, and that's just a journey you make by yourself. Because I found this out too. The first time she tried to escape with her brothers, and they started complaining and fighting and everything, and they went back. And when she was successful, she did it by herself. Yes. And then she went back and led others, and eventually got her brothers out. But I'm thinking, there's a lot, Emily, in the book, she had to do by herself. She, she spent hours researching and planning and drawing she did all that by herself yes and then she would go talk to other people she wasn't prideful she didn't think she knew it all but she did her, you know like we used to say do your homework she didn't mm-hmm. yes and then wash helped her some and then the martin guy helped her and then people on the on the site eventually i think even if you were the biggest male chauvinist on earth if you watched her every day she would break you down and you would say, man, she's earned it. She's earned the right to be here. So she built physical bridges and
0: then she also built uh, social bridges. You know, she was well put uh, instrumental in, you know, helping helping bridge that gap. So,
1: well, you should never think of someone and you should never look at someone and put limits on them. And Mm-mm. that's real important for teachers, you know, because some kids come with all these labels, and some teachers say, "Oh well, he's dyslexic, so he can't." No, 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 never, never do that. In fact, I don't, I'd rather not know the label because that limits labels limit. Yes. And Ooh, they want to say, "Oh, good. she's she's a woman. She can't do anything." Can you bring sandwiches? You know, that's what yeah. <laughs> you know. What I'm saying. <laughs> and that was not her forte at all. Yeah. In fact, she was not content to just be a mom at home, and she tells that.
0: Which that was funny that um, even before even before she started doing um, you know all the all the men's quote unquote men's work before she started doing that she was they were at a new place and, and the the ladies were kind of snubbing her if you remember and then when they were they were over in uh, was it Germany or whatever she said the people that she didn't speak the language but they were they were communicating more than
1: these True. American women have been I thought that was <laughs> well I, I mean she was bold she was bold mm-hmm. and uh, but to, if you I think if you have that kind of passion I mean that's what the Christians had if you have that kind of passion you really don't care because even they were willing to be uh, killed yes if you had that that kind of passion and that going back to Harriet Tubman she said I knew that I could get killed but I knew that I wasn't going to be a slave so she said I would fight to the death So when you get like, I think that's what Emily was going to do. She's, she knew it might kill her, but she was going to build the bridge.
0: And that wasn't, and she was doing it more out of duty than, you know, she was, because she, she did love her father-in-law and she loved her husband and she knew when she married, that's what she was marrying into. And so
1: she really stepped up into that role, even though that wasn't her dream. You know, but I think you're right, though. You know that book we read about what are you a starter, beginner, or finisher? She's a finisher. She oh, she definitely was a finisher. I wish I had some, but this might help me to become a finisher. I'm a starter. Like I, you know, I start like ten books, but uh, and then I see which one's going to go, and then I read the one that you know. That's how I am. But But the thing is, we need both. She yeah, she probably would never have started that project.
0: You know, that's true. Because, so, John,
1: no telling how long and arduous the the planning of that oh, was. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We need so, both. And that's what makes it, you know, that's what makes and it And we awesome don't enough. need, as, as a country, you can see our country now being so ultra-sensitive. We don't need that. Because he was a harsh man, John Roebling. Mm. He was harsh. Wash knew how to deal with him. I think Emily was taken aback at first. But he was a harsh man. But he, he was so focused and and deliberate in everything he did so once you knew that you know we just don't need to be so sensitive you know and i it's funny that
0: you mentioned that i think i was talking to my husband the other day about that about i really think like the enneagram and like knowing i think that really helps with compassion and giving people grace because we just assume people are like us and then when they don't act that way then we're offended or you know if we're not talked to the way we want to be talked to we're offended or and so I think the Enneagram opens up that our world a little bit when you know, when you can look at, oh, you know, this, everyone's not like me. And and they may say things in a harsh way, but they don't mean them in a harsh way. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it really opens up for us to, to say, to have more compassion and grace towards people.
1: To you be might like, explain oh, to
0: people what the Enneagram is. It's... I'm pretty sure most people have probably heard of it by now, <laughs> but it's kind of, it's like a personality test, um, but a it's little broader bit broader than that. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit deeper and it really gets into kind of more of the motivation behind people. Everyone's motivated a little bit differently, um, but they break it down into like nine groups. And then, I mean, and that can be broken down and, and, and not to get stuck on who you are and your number. Cause you know, but just, I think it's beneficial just to have a, an aware,
1: an awareness of everybody else. We might might do a podcast on that. I really like the road back to you that you, I think you sent that to me and um, it was like a little study guide and it's pretty quick and brief, but in there was a quote and it said, we don't know ourselves by what we get right. We know others, by." by uh, what we what is it we don't know ourselves by what we get right we know others by what they get wrong try not to Mm -hmm. get all pouty and I think that's right because we we know our intentions yes you know even if we don't carry them out well I meant to do that but I just see your actions and I say well that is and and that's what people saw about Emily they thought she was showing off
0: Mm -hmm. they thought
1: she was being all that in a bag of chips she was trying to get the bridge done (laughs) they didn't see get her life back for sure. But I have for a sure. quote. This is, well, I, this is my last one. But no city lights, no racing horses in the countryside could replace the oneness Wash and I shared. The deep love that comes from having sacrificed everything for each other. Ally for life. Mm. Was that? I mean, that's I get deep. chill bumps just by reading that. I did, I, I
0: that's there. funny. I have chill bumps right now when you read that. <laughs>
1: I I I I she uh, did
0: like i mean they both did i think in their own way but yeah like uh, that was my kind of my takeaway from that too is just that how to she sat like and she mentioned that you know she did sacrifice like getting getting to see her kid grow up really and be there mm -hmm. she that's a big sacrifice for and she knows it um
1: and the kid knew it
0: and the the kid kid knew it yeah yeah but i'm just like man that just that first a lot of times when you are doing something for the greater good of society that it includes heavy personal
1: sacrifice. So that a lot of time people aren't aware of. Or that's why we need to do the gratitude journal thing. I mean be grateful yes. for that. I mean cuz you know you turn on the light, but how many tries did it take before we got that light? You know what I'm saying? We we yes. we get in a bed. And there's some people sleeping on the floor. I mean, you know, every little modern convenience came with much trial and error and stuff. But uh, I think this goes back to commitment. You know, I asked my dad once because he and mom fought like cats and dogs, oil and water. I mean, they didn't mix at all. And as a teenager, like 15, I said, why are you still married to her? <laughs> I'm just like, why are you? Do-? And he said, because it was a commitment. Mm hmm. And I think that's, if, if Emily hadn't been so committed, you know, she would have walked away because it was hard, but you know, that's where you get the greater, the greatest satisfaction is from when something is hard and you stick it out. I think we need to redefine love. I think our culture defines love as a feeling.
0: And I, I tell my boys, love is not a feeling. Love is a, um, now what did I say? It's
1: a choice. It's a you That's decide what I say. Yeah. to do it. It's a commitment. Love, yeah, love is not a feeling. It's a choice. So, and love is not letting. Like my friend just stepped into a teaching teaching third grade right now. Can you imagine starting? Yeah, it's difficult uh, I'm oh, not man. good at starts. I like I, I like I mean I start projects, but I mean like when the school year, I love the middle. I love mm-hmm. all the middle, and she's starting in the middle. And, and she said they need a lot of tough love because they've kind of been let loose, you know, Mm -hmm. because, uh, and I, and I'm saying, and, and that's what we, I think we all need tough love. I mean, that's really what we need
0: to be. But kudos to her for stepping into that, because that's not an easy role to step into. I am so proud of her. You're
1: stepping into something that you know is difficult and that's hard to do, you know and she's doing it just for the kids she's and she's promised to read them a picture book a day and she's reading chapter of a chapter book and they're just thrilled about she said of course no matter you know they were used to their other teacher but I said through the magic of reading she's going to win them over probably in two weeks oh yeah because she said when she reads them they're all on different levels and they're really pretty low but she said when she's reading to them they're right there. They are engaged. And I said the magic of a book
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, this book took us to the Brooklyn bridge in the 1880s. I mean, and you know what it's like not to be able to wear pants. And every time you put on your pants, you know, you you don't think about that. I know I've never been grateful
0: for pants before, but then like reading about her trying, even like she, she, uh, just trying to walk around in the dress that was super heavy.
1: Like you just don't think about that and then it so. got wet and it would got you know it just we, and the ends would fray you never thought about all that yeah just uh to go back to that time period and everything so i i i'm thankful for um for kim giving me the book and i'm thankful for you reading it with me because it's always fun to have a discussion about it
0: yeah well i'm thankful for you uh giving it to me so i, I mean I, my eyes are
1: open you know so and grateful and think- i'm so grateful and if anyone wants to read this book, oh, the ending it is the ending amazing. Mm-hmm. The ending's amazing. I yeah. mean, it's worth you know, you you go through blood, sweat, and tears, literally. But the endings, I said, how is she gonna wrap this up to satisfy me? But she did, she did a good job. <laughs>
0: it is a journey
1: and you're almost tired by the end because you're there
0: building the bridge with them. And there's a lot of things that go wrong. So it's like you have been there through this journey, you know. It feels like it's been a while. I mean, and it's a quick read. I'm not saying it's a long read, but I mean, you get through it pretty quickly, but it just, you're just emotionally engaged through it. So Oh,
1: it, it, yeah. And there'll be a point where you can't put it down because I stayed up late and finished it. And you said you stayed up late and finished it. Yeah. So. But, and doesn't, th- I just found another quote. It says, living with him became a tight rope walk over a pit of alligators. Oh, I mean, these are all through the book, though. Yeah. But I, I'm just like, and I, I for someone, you know, you, you'll fall in love with her style.
0: Yes, I have, for sure. And I'm, yeah, so good. Can't say enough about it. So if you haven't yep. had it, if you haven't read it, I, we recommend it. It's on our recommendation list now. The yep. Engineer's Wife by Tracy Anderson Wood. And that is a wrap on The Engineer's Wife.
1: Go build some bridges, sis. <laughs> You too. <laughs>